It's Valentine's Day and time for Social in Six. In the same fortnight that B-Day company Tushy announced a Super Bowl contest sure to make a splash on Twitter, there were plenty of social updates to catch up on. We'll be covering the six top stories today, including shopping on YouTube shorts, Twitter articles and the future of Facebook in Europe. And remember, if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you could leave us a review on either Apple or Spotify. Now, without further ado, let's get started. So mid-roll is an experience in the midst of the video stream, and that's why they called it in-stream, right? You've got this, this giant stream of video in-stream. You could even put pre-roll, which is all, also in-stream. That's what people are talking about when they talk about in-stream video. First up today, Instagram's getting rid of in-stream video ads. A few weeks back, reports began surfacing that Instagram will remove in-stream video ads, otherwise known as IGTV ads. They were renamed to in-stream ads when Instagram ditched IGTV as a separate product and consolidated its video features into one video tab on profiles that we have now. As you'll guess by the name, in-stream ads were an option for advertisers to play in between watching IGTV videos. And our guess is that without IGTV as a separate product for long-form entertainment, ads would feel out of place now. It'd be like scrolling through someone's photos on their profile and being served an ad after every three pictures. Yeah, and I don't get it wrong, in-feed and story ads continue to be the primary placement on the platform. Now, Instagram's not confirmed this update, but it's expected that the platform will remove opportunities for paid content here as it moves away from long-form video content in favour of Reels. It'll be beneficial to run auto-placement for your ads so you can continue to serve relevant content to your audience using a combination of in-feed and story ads. Now, I actually think this is a smart move from Instagram considering they're usually happy to serve ads to every man and his dog. So paid partnerships are probably your best bet for paid advertising now on the platform. Taste and try you buy. Next up, Pinterest has launched virtual shopping with Tryon for home decor. That's right, Pinterest has expanded its Tryon feature to home decor, which uses augmented reality to virtually place items in a user's home using Pinterest lens camera in the app. Now, Pinterest Tryon has seen success with use for cosmetic products like lipstick, and with this update, users will be able to try furniture on the platform before they buy it, across more than 80,000 shoppable pins from select retailers. These pins will also show the price and product description, and will take them to the retailer's website for purchase. This update's available in the US on iOS and Android right now, with an international rollout coming soon. Yeah, and as Eve has been telling us for years, Pinterest is for shopping. And maybe as a result of the pandemic, consumers now expect virtual options to try on before they buy without having to leave their homes. So let's have a look at the stats. Nine out of 10 pinners use Pinterest as a starting point for homeware shopping. And pinners are five times more likely to purchase from try-on enabled pins than standard pins. Try-on for home decor capitalised on this in order to provide consumers with a full funnel shopping experience from inspiration all the way through to purchase. The Crypto Open Patent Alliance, that's called COPA, that's led by Block. So it's this sort of collective effort to maintain some of the open source ethos in the crypto space as big giant companies also build these technologies too. Next up, Meta has joined the Crypto Open Patent Alliance. It's taken a few years, but Meta has finally abandoned plans for its own cryptocurrency project that it's had since Meta was still Facebook and its name, the DM Association, was still the Libra project. I only wish Theo was still here to see it because let it be known that I have won our long-standing bet with that one. Now, instead of building its own coin and wallet, Meta's opted to join the Crypto Open Patent Alliance, or COPA, the board as a voting member. In a touching show of collaboration that we know is crucial to crypto's success, COPA was founded by former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. 
the alliance promotes unrestricted use of innovative technology and crypto patents, with the exception of litigation. Coinbase, Kraken and BitPay are also members. Yes, Acopa's mission is to remove legal obstacles so cryptocurrency can become the backbone for transferring value anywhere in the world. With Meta joining Copa, this signifies crypto technology's growing significance for businesses across industries. But even following the sale of DM to crypto bank Silvergate Capital, Meta continues to uphold interest in the crypto market. It's also pledged to make its core crypto patents accessible to all by joining the alliance, which means developers in the crypto ecosystem can build using them. Let me show you how writing long-form content will give you more online visibility, more proof of authority, and more material for engagement. Now, Twitter's testing long-form articles. Remember when doubling the character limit from 140 to 280 characters seemed extreme? Well, apparently we're still not writing enough words for Twitter, which is now working on an article option for long-form content. This allows people to publish native blogs on the platform, which would be the first real long-form content option ever placed on the platform, if you don't count threads. Even its videos have a length limit of two minutes. Think pieces, company updates, or thought leadership will be more useful in this format compared to threads or screenshots of paragraphs on the Notes app like we have now. Article content will be native, searchable, and it keeps everything in one place, preventing excessive linking in the same way that LinkedIn articles keep everything on platform. It's likely that Twitter will reserve the feature for Twitter Blue users in order to sway people into paying for its premium subscription tier. But let's see, as an update from Twitter is expected soon with more information. Why are you looking at me like that? Looking at you like what? Like I'm a giant skyscraper? That's why I like being short. Life is always looking up. Now from YouTube, shorts could get a shopping integration. In YouTube's Q4 earnings call for 2021, YouTube said it's in the early stages of testing a shopping integration in shorts. YouTube CEO also hinted at this in a blog post on YouTube's 2022 priorities last month. Unsurprisingly, shopping features are high on that priority list, and that includes expanding tools like taggable products to regions outside of the US, South Korea and Brazil where they're currently in testing. We can safely predict shopping through shorts will work much the same way that it does on Instagram and TikTok, with native product tags and links to purchase embedded in the short-form videos. Shorts is a key focus for YouTube this year. It launched a $100 million shorts fund last summer to incentivize creators to earn money through their shorts content, and expanded this fund to over 100 countries at the end of 2021. The platform wants to increase the ways in which shorts can provide a lucrative source of income for creators and brands. In terms of monetizing, we could see shorts include taggable products, as is already supported on some live streams, if you remember me talking about Jason Derulo a few months back, or creators could link to websites in shorts promoting a specific product for brands. If you just look at the fact that it had seen its users plunge for the first time in its history and its share price has dropped 30%, you can understand that it really can't afford to lose users at the moment. And finally, Meta warns its social media apps are at risk in Europe. Meta's annual report for the Securities and Exchange Commission saw the company admit it could be forced to remove Facebook and Instagram from the European market. That's if Meta fails to reach an agreement with EU lawmakers on transatlantic data sharing. As we know, EU data laws have been pushing for increased user privacy online, and they annulled the Privacy Shield, which is Meta's legal framework for Europe-US data transfers in July 2020 due to these data protection violations. Of course, for Meta, this transatlantic data sharing is fundamental for its services, including the ability to provide targeted ads to brands and marketers. Now, if we were to put our money where our mouths are, we'd say this is pretty unlikely to happen. Facebook won't want to see Europe gone from its roster and will likely do everything possible to prevent it. 
But it's a good reminder for brands to diversify outside the Facebook bubble and make sure Meta doesn't own their audience and all of their customer data. Meta's seen lots of struggles with policymakers and governing bodies on the growing issue of data protection, such as Apple's app tracking transparency update. So although it's unlikely to happen, stay tuned as this one could get interesting. Right, and Eve, loads going on these past two weeks. We've got police investigations. We've taken ads out of certain formats on Instagram. It's all going on. Shall we uh, talk about Twitter's long-form articles, for example? Because I know, obviously, your copywriting background, this might actually be of interest. Yeah, it's pleasing, actually. Um, based on how useful LinkedIn articles are, I think it's a really smart addition for Twitter. Um, and I know we're still waiting for Twitter to comment on who will get this and when, but I do think it's more than likely this will be reserved for Twitter Blue because they are trying to get those subscriptions in still. And if you've been following what Twitter's been doing over there with Twitter Blue, their newsletter integration with Review um, is paid for as well. And I can see these articles being a really easy option to integrate with those newsletters. So it's more than likely they'll come as a package deal. But yeah, something that you should definitely explore. I think a lot of the, I don't want to say bad behavior, but sort of against best practice behavior that we see on Twitter is companies and brands linking out constantly to their website blogs. And that sort of site traffic might be what you want if you want people to read that content but a native option is going to be so much better for your engagement and like health of your twitter overall yeah and as we've seen you know any new features introduced you know the platforms just love pushing that so if you're there using these long form articles straight away you know hopefully you'd get a little bit of benefit from that i actually have to say i do actually love threads you know especially when those threads are wild when you're looking at someone's you know someone's got a story about their nan doing a <laughs> slip and slide or something like that <laughs> do you know what i mean when you're reading that but also then you've got like more serious and and uh, topical threads educational you've got a friend you know george mack for example he's got some great threads on there but if that could turn if you could turn them into long form articles and then keep them in platform, like we say, rather than either linking out to a blog or threads, because you see, how many times do you see these uh, unroll or unthread bots? Yeah. They link you out to either a PDF you can download and straight away you're out of the app. So like I say, with these articles, if you can stay in Twitter, all the better. I think, as we've sort of covered today, from the brand and marketer side of things, there is going to be so much more that you can do with a native article feature that Threads doesn't really accommodate for. However, when you're talking about Threads there, I think there's something about when you're going from like one tweet to the next in a thread. Suspense. The way it's broken up, yeah, it's the suspense because it's funnier or more entertaining depending on how they end each little bit. Mm. The same way that I can watch a series on Netflix for hours, but I'll lose focus halfway through a movie because it's I know it's one long thing. Mm. Something to consider there just in terms of user behavior. Um, you know, if you're thinking of long form, you still want to keep people retained on a platform that is primarily has always been, um, you know, very brief and short form. Yeah, from kind of comical threads, let's get a little bit serious for a moment. I know we're not too serious on this pod. But, you know, Meta's latest update about warning social media apps uh, that they're at risk in Europe. That's, that's quite a serious deal, right? Yeah. And, you know, as we've said, we don't want to worry anyone listening because it's not a definite and they definitely will do everything in their power to stop that from happening. If anyone's seen their recent earnings call, you'll have seen that their stock price has dropped a lot. They've lost users for like the first time in years. Um, so they're obviously not in a position now to lose any more users. So they are really not going to be letting the European markets go easily. It's also not clear at the moment whether or not the UK would be included in this because some reports are saying uh, countries in the European Union, others are saying just the European markets. So we will see that. But of course, we'll update you as we know more on this. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're pretty sure that this won't happen. Like, you know, if, if Meta let those apps go in Europe, I mean, can you imagine 
Europe without Facebook, Insta. Yeah, it's like their second biggest market. Well, maybe third biggest actually after India and the US, but nevertheless very important to both Meta and the businesses that use these platforms. So I'm sure they'll come to every agreement possible. You just you know what these lawmakers are like. They like scaring the big tech firms sometimes with good reason. Um, and I'm sure they'll come to an agreement at some point. It might just be a compromise like we've seen with the Apple update where certain functionalities get changed uh, and uprooted, but we're well used to that by now. Now, Pollyanna will be back this Wednesday with another episode of Answered, where she'll be answering the question, can boosted posts compare to dark ads? And make sure you tune in next Monday, where we're joined by Jerry Dakin from GSK talking all about digital transformation. <laughs>